<laughs> and it, it takes us this long. So, do you remember what episode are we on now? Uh, 82. 82. I'm glad that you keep track of these, even though it's supposed to be my um, podcast or what have you. <laughs> so, welcome to episode 82 of the Carl's Corner podcast. And as usual, I'm joined by Lucas. Say hello, Lucas. Hello, Lucas. And then, ah, that's a can of coffee, but if it helps people at home to imagine it's a beer, pretend it's a beer. There we go. <laughs> but yeah, it's um, it's just a can of coffee because I've just had a mare today. And Lucas, um, straight to it, man. How you been? Uh, not bad, not bad. Like I set up like my home barbecue yesterday. I built it myself, so my back's <laughs> feeling the pain of that today. Because like, nah, I need yeah. to know, was it like the episode of The Simpsons where Homer tries to set up a barbecue? No, it actually wasn't like it actually is a fully formed barbecue. And I was really kind of disappointed that nothing went wrong because I had that image like locked and ready to go. Yes. Like the comparison of the Simpsons, like, oh, this is about as well as uh, Homer did it. But no, yeah. it actually went fine. It's arguably one of the strongest episodes from like the later seasons of The Simpsons, just where just the image of Homer charging the barbecue with the umbrella like Frank West out of Dead Right. Like, yeah! <laughs> It's just that shot, isn't it? Where it's like the perfect barbecue. He's yeah. staring at it like, ah, and then lifts down the packaging. Yeah. And it's the Why doesn't mine look like that? Or like you know, the best line of the episode, Le Grill, what the hell is that? <laughs> but uh, yeah, for the folks at home that are listening to this, as usual, it's been recorded live on Twitch. So hello to the people listening there. We will refer to hello. chat as and when and we feel like it, but we tend to record these live just so people can, you know, just have that experience i guess because i prefer to record them just privately myself and you but there seems mm-hmm. to be some value people find in watching us sit here in the makeshift studios we've had to build in our homes that's true yeah and it's one of those it's weird like i i understand the appeal of wanting to watch a podcast and obviously every now and then we can call on chat if need be but it's weird when we get those ones like last week where someone's like wow you guys are just talking to each other. It's like, yeah, because that's what a podcast is. <laughs> I want to know what podcast that person watches or listens to, I should say. Well, I guess they're watching them, yeah, because they, they're, yeah, they're, yeah. they're excited about the idea of being in chat for it. Where they're like, like, I want to know what they're like. Just where the two people are talking, but then whenever something cuts in, like, imagine having a conversation, but you open up the room to a bunch of other people. So like, imagine going to, like, you know, a speech or a talk or something like that. Mm-hmm. And like you know, they generally do Q and A and stuff at the end. But like halfway through, when they're talking, like you walked into the room late, and went, "Oh, sorry, what were you talking about again?" And the guy on stage <laughs> had to stop and explain what he was doing. It's like, no, man, that would not be acceptable in real life. And yet, the internet has kind of like you know broken down that wall. It has, yeah, yeah. And, well, uh, uh, it's it's a bit weird, and like I don't obviously mind. Don't like if people talk in chat, you can talk in chat. And I think for the most part, like whenever I've seen other people podcast on Twitch live, it's for like people to have a discussion about the topic between themselves in chat. And then, you know, the host can refer to that even when they want to. But it's very strange to me of like, well, why aren't you sitting there podcasting, referring to chat constantly? It's like, well, because that's not a podcast at that point. (laughs) No, that's like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know what to describe that as. Probably like um, an extended Q&A sequence or session. Mm-hmm. Yeah, essentially. Uh, but uh, like, I would love, though, just to go see in real life that kind of behaviour and see how it was treated and how people responded to it. 
Like, yeah. Had, like, you know, do you know when you say, oh, yeah, like a dinner and a conversation with, and it's like a, like a guest speaker or something like that, and then just have mm-hmm. that person stumbling in drunk halfway through. Be like, I'm not if I'm in the right room, but I demand that you pay attention to me. <laughs> oh, God. And, uh, oh. I, like, I guess we can mention near the top, while people are still all, you know, listening, hopefully, mm-hmm. um, of, like, next week's podcast bro- like won't be the usual live recording. Yes, uh, so do you want to explain that? Because like, I'm presuming the barbecue is being built in anticipation of the time off you're going to be taking, yes, Lucas? Yeah, so uh, next week is my girlfriend Jenna's birthday. So generally speaking, we pretty much always just do, let's have a week off and do whatever we want and chill out mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, so yeah, next week I'm going to be off and just like, you know, not recording, generally not streaming or anything like that as well. Yeah. Just enjoying a week off with my girlfriend as I'm, you know, inclined to do. And as, uh, you know, you're entitled to do, man. You've worked hard. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I'd, I'd like to think I'm entitled to it, but um, yeah, so that's just generally, you know, take a week off, enjoy Jenna's birthday, and um, that'll mean that instead of, like, recording live next week, we will have a podcast going live next week, but it'll be recorded in a couple of days. Yes, and um, we've mentioned it a couple of times, but you set up like a separate email address that mm-hmm. is specifically dedicated to um, uh, Q and A, um, because we're kind of phasing Q and A out of the podcast at the moment, just because we tend to do them after an hour of talking, so we can't necessarily go into as much detail as we'd like to or we'd want to. And it's an evolving li- beast, this podcast, Carl. It is, yes, and I like that the moment you announced, um, oh yeah, we're doing that on Twitter, and there's an email address isn't there attached, and that email address mm-hmm. is what Lucas. It's carlscornerqa at gmail.com. Yeah, the literal first response you got was someone just asking a question in response to the tweet instead of emailing it. And it's like, come, could, yeah. the, could the directions be clearer of email this email address? And, and immediately luckily, you know, it was a reasonable person on Twitter. Mm. And, you know, someone underneath said maybe like email that across. And I was like, yeah, that would help because that's what I'm going to use to collate all of the questions. Like, I'm not going to be referring to like Twitter and YouTube and Discord and this and like we that. settled the email address to like you know streamline that entire experience. But I've, I always have enjoyed that because it happens a lot to me. Like um, I don't announce this much on Twitter, uh, Twitter anymore. But when I do, like oh yeah, um, I'm going live or like I'm, my stream will be ending soon. I'll be doing Q and A now. Mm-hmm. People and link the the Twitch again. People will respond Q and A to the Twitter. Oh, and then, right, and then yeah. I've had more than one occasion people have got annoyed that I didn't respond to that question. It's like, well, you didn't answer my question. It's like, click the fucking link and ask it. That. I'm, cl- <laughs> I'm clearly not going to sit on Twitter on Twitch. That's too yeah, bad. that would be a a weird one, wouldn't it? Of like, that's, that's okay, too so what I'm going to do is sit here and keep refreshing my Twitter page. It's like that's why the live Twitch chat is there. I can see though that that probably could be a thing. Like, there's everything on Twitch now, isn't there? Yeah, and I want to mention that because like. Something that's been getting me through the week is watching weird, salty men get annoyed at the idea that women can sit in a hot tub, live stream it, and get paid. And they're so fucking mad at the idea of women just sitting in a hot tub, living their best life, getting paid thousands of dollars an hour. Yeah, and I like quote tweeted a tweet yesterday being like, you know what? Let a hot hot tub streamers do it. And I even said like, you know what, if I was going to earn more money sitting in a fucking hot tub streaming, then I'd do it. Like, yeah. Fair like, play to those those people doing it and fair play for those people to have the confidence to go and do that and pl- like 
play that fucking game. Yeah, that's that's always my favorite response to stuff like that because like I 100% support it. Like you know what, you get that side hustle going. You make that money, hate the player, um, uh, hate the game, not the player, or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. it is. Like, and um, there's just something so funny about how angry men. Because you know it's men getting angry oh, yeah. at these women. It's like, oh, it's just all you're doing is sitting in a fucking hot tub. It's like, okay, you do it. You sit in yeah. a hot tub. First of all, buy a hot tub. Sit in it. Record yourself in that hot tub and see how many views you get. Is it not going to be as many? There we go. So that would indicate that at the very least, there's something this person's doing that's enticing people in. And even if that thing is they are very attractive, that still takes concerted effort to do. It does because you know they've got to like look after themselves and work mm-hmm. out and. You know, stuff like that, presumably. Like, for the most part, I would just assume so anyway. Yeah, like, there but, isn't yeah. Like, a level of effort required to be attractive. Like, you know, there is, as yeah. evidenced by the fact that I'm here and I'm not. Like, I've got to <laughs> look at my, my skin's a fucking nightmare at the moment. I'm trying to drink as much water as I can. It's not helping. It's the reason I'm yeah, not that's the thing a... is, like, this, this is what it looks like when I'm making a bit of effort. So, like, it's not going well. It's not yeah. going well at all, but... Yeah, fair play to to anyone who actually can pull it off and do it well and make money from it. And to me, and it's, it's it's so funny. It's hilarious, and I I find it really funny as well that it's like, well, it's not fair because they're like stealing views from other people. It's like who, if somebody right, if somebody wants to watch a woman in a hot tub on Twitch, I. Whether it's on Twitch or not, they're going to find something like that that they want to watch. Yeah. It's not of you getting stolen from me, because oh, if God. they want to go like stare at women half naked, they're not going to come to me if it's not on Twitch. And as well, um, the idea that oh, that's not what Twitch was built for. Twitch was built for watching other people play video games. It's like, it's the smallest high horse I've ever seen people try to climb onto and then still not get onto it. Like, it's like a foot-high rocking horse that people are trying to climb onto and are stumbling <laughs> off. It's like, no, Twitch isn't for this. Twitch is for watching other people play video games. It's like, well, it's, it's how is that better? To, similar to, like, Discord, isn't it, where some subsect of gamers are, like, upset that it's not just about gaming anymore. Yeah, people are like, using it for, like, anime discussion boards and stuff like that. But, like, they, they had a product and went, okay, people don't want to use it for just gaming-related things. Mm-hmm. We will be a bigger and better platform if we lean into that. Why would you not? Yeah. And like, uh, fuck it. I have greatly, greatly enjoyed just watching these salty man babies just break down at the idea of like a woman making thousands of dollars an hour. And I'd love as well, because obviously a few days back, I think it was, Twitch introduced a new like sub header or whatever they call like yep. new tag within um, like the Twitch ecosystem of just hot tub streams being a tag. Yeah. And it's really funny to me that people then turn that around on Twitch and I, well, that just means that encouraging people to go and watch it now. It's like, well, that's not what happened. What happened was that like advertisers didn't want to advertise hot tub streams. Yeah, they didn't want their products appearing next to a half-naked woman, which is weird because I'll tell you for free, I have seen many an advert where they just have a half-naked woman there. (laughs) And I don't get that. Plus as well, like the amount of people who are on Twitch who are just awful people. I've seen ads running next to people who just scream the Mm N-word on the reg. And that's probably the kind of shit you want to like, you know, crack down on. Because that goes hand in hand with something that happened quite recently. Um, in America, it's a story that happens every couple of like months, um, but like it tends to break news 
probably once or twice a year, and it is um, a school taking yearbook photos. It's like high school, like school photos for like me and you, Luke's in the UK. And then the girls in that school getting their photos back and finding out that, I shit you not, Lucas, someone has photoshopped over things like cleavage and bare shoulders. Oh, yeah, of so course. This happened just recently, and like the girls in the school were pissed off. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, and the response from the school is, well, these pictures were very sexual in nature. It's like, it's a girl sat there in some clothes. It's a girl and, existing. Yeah. yeah. And, you're, and you're the one who's sexualizing her. And it's one of those things where I would pay an unreasonable amount of money to see the person who did that explain it publicly and explain why they did it just to hear them say the words. Well, I looked at a picture of this teenage girl and decided that it was sexually explicit. It's like, no, you didn't. It's like, no one else does that. You did that. Yeah. And I want to hear them say that publicly and then explain why they had to do it. It's like, oh, but uh, they had a bit of cleavage showing. It's like, was it a hot day? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did the the boys also have like open shirts? Well, yeah, obviously. Well, okay then. Cool. Or all of the pictures of the lads with exposed chests. Is that sexual as well? It's like, yeah. no, they were just fucking warm. Is that a thing as well? Of you just again, I would pay money to see them try and argue this just in front of an audience, and not even to like you know just to solve the problem, just to hear them say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like you've, you've probably heard of like girls getting told off like wearing skirts and stuff like that and the yeah. legendary probably acryphical story I haven't pronounced that word correctly of like just a dad being brought into school of like oh yeah your daughter um, was wearing a dress that was too short and he just responded stop staring at my fucking daughter's thighs <laughs> yeah. he's like oh I don't think that um, your daughter's skirt is like um, the right length because why are you staring at my like daughter's thighs and then the teacher's like oh, 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 just go home yeah it's so bad because that's the thing isn't it as well like when uh, you're alright I do have my background music still running oh okay yeah mate do it yeah I should put background music on as well so I I tend not to uh, thumping techno the entire time but I put it on for my my starting soon screen Mm. and then I forgot to take it off so apologies about that I do the same thing Um, but yeah um, is that thing as well like with the hot tub streams of Yes, there is, like, presumably most, for the most part, it's women doing it. Yeah. In, like, you know, some kind of bikini or something. Why and okay, you tub? can see that as sexual, but you're the one sexualizing, te- like, yeah. you know, technically they are just in a hot tub. And I, they, they know what they're doing for the views, obviously, but, again, they can play that hustle, they can play that game, but if you're going to argue... It's sexual, it's because you're the one sexualizing it. Yeah, and it reminds me of just that fantastic discourse around the Sia video, Chandelier. Mm. Um, I believe it's the one where they have the ballet dancer. I forget the name of the girl, but she's like yeah. in a lot of Sia's videos. She's a really, really talented dancer. And I believe she was like 14, 15 years old when that video was recorded. And she's wearing a leotard. Standard dancing attire. Um, yeah. That is, like, you know, you'd see worn on any stage. Like, it's all the way from, like, you know, junior, beginner level, like, ballet dancers and dancers, all the way up to, like, people on the West End doing, like, Swan That's Night. just what ballet dancers were. And there was the amount of weird men complaining about that video for being sexualized. It's like, no, it's a girl dancing. Yeah. It's like, and the, the thing is, like, it says more about the person making that criticism than the content itself. Oh, 100%, yeah. And I adore when that happens and it gets turned around and you just see the person like, oh, no, no, let's move on. 
It's like, this young girl is wearing a leotard, uh, so what do you find sexual about this video? <laughs> oh, God. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's so... Because you look at it and go, why do you care? And it's like, uh, I think I mentioned before, like the I, um, back uh, in, a, in an episode read about like cheating in school, mm. uh, advised my mum, not advised, but something she told me that girls in her school would do, is write um, uh, answers to questions on their legs and wear tights. Yeah, yeah. Because they knew that if any teacher ever caught them, and it's like because they know they don't want to have that conversation with a parent or a, like a supervisor or some like um, someone in charge of the exam of, okay, that person's cheating. Uh, how do you know they've got stuff written on their thighs? Yeah, I- I'm sorry. <laughs> how did you know this? Yeah, it's oh. the moment it's like, well, I saw them um, like looking at their thighs. It's like, why are you looking at them looking at their thighs? It's like, yeah. No one wants to have that conversation. And yeah, no. so many people willingly put themselves forward to have that conversation rather than just like mind your own fucking business. And like, I know their job is to make sure that people aren't cheating. But yeah, I've heard many, many times of like girls doing that in the past of just like, because the moment that that person turns around and goes, they're cheating. Well, how do you know? Well, they've got things on their thighs. It's like... Yep. So, do you want to have that conversation in front of the high school principal? <laughs> okay, let's go to it and let's go have that conversation then. And then just the on the Twitch thing, I had to bring it back like full circle to that. Like it is an ongoing thing, and yeah. like yeah. as you mentioned, Twitch has like cracked down on it, and I'm mad that they've done that just well, because Twitch it's haven't like, necessarily cracked down on it, but they uh, put it in was... its own category because advertisers were pressuring them, and we don't want to have our adverts running against this kind of content. It's like. The amount of stuff that's on Twitch that is like mm-hmm. unsavory. Like I said, like some of the biggest names on the platform are huge pieces of shit who've actively engaged in disenfranchising others, like using like awful bigoted slurs and just generally propagating um, like awful ideals or just a toxic personality and mindset. Mm-hmm. And how come they get ads run against theirs? Like why do they suddenly draw the line? And by they, I mean advertisers, uh, just a person wearing a bikini. I think the difference is it's very quick and easy to just go person's half naked I don't want to advertise against that whereas when it's you know vitriolic hatred and shit like that and it's when it comes down to what someone's saying on Twitch you then have to be showing advertisers like individual clips of individual creators giving examples of why you shouldn't advertise on this specific person's yeah, stream. and I know there's so like it more becomes a lot more granular and like um, just it's a lot of effort, and yeah. advertisers don't like spending a lot of time and effort on something. Yeah, and the logistics of like tracking all that stuff down to showcase advertisers, as opposed to just like here's a screenshot of I don't know, like fucking Coca Cola um, next to someone in a hot tub. It's like that's not the kind of lifestyle that we want to be associated with. Even though I'd mm-hmm. argue all advertisers should want to be. Like all on board with that. Because if I was advertising a product, I would want it to be used by pe- by people who are rich in a hot tub because that's the kind of lifestyle I want people to associate with my product. It's weird, isn't it? Because as well, like think you know, going back to video games specifically. Yes. Like video games for the longest time in conventions and stuff use like booth girls. Yeah, booth babes in provocative like. Pro- provocatively dressed mm-hmm. um booth girls to like try and help push a product and be like look look like you want to go buy the nintendo ds because there's there's girls that have sexy t-shirts on and it's like 
because I can't remember what it, it said, but it was like something written across like the girl's chest of like touching is good or something like that to promote the Nintendo DS. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, okay. And then you've got, you know, 15 years later or whatever it is, people go, no, no, no. Like this free advertisement next to like half naked yeah. women in hot tubs, that's not okay. And that's the thing, it's the inherent sexism, isn't it, where they're happy to use sexuality and a woman's sexuality to advertise something, but mm-hmm. they want to use it on their terms. Even now, the term should be completely on behalf of the woman in question, because she's <laughs> the one doing it. It's like the moment a woman takes agency and uses her own sexuality for her own ends, not mm-hmm. for someone else's for her own, to make her own money using it, suddenly that's the problem. Yeah, and, and um, before anyone wants to get into like arguments of, well, it's against like terms, uh, terms of service on Twitch. Like, no, it's not. It does say that you are allowed to wear um, stuff like swimsuits and bikinis if it's in an appropriate setting, like, like a hot tub or in a hot tub. <laughs> yeah, that's and the one. The only uh, qualifiers are that you've got to like cover your like um, you've got to cover your genitals and your nipples, and you've got to make sure that even when wet that doesn't become, like, see-through or even, like, translucent or anything like that. They've got to be Mm -hmm. covered at all times, and that's the only stipulation. So they are going and sticking with the the term service, and the only thing they could, I guess, be brought up on is, like, it being sexual content. But again, it's only sexual content if you're sexualizing it. It's very subjective. Yeah, and um, when it's subjective, it generally should be exciting. Like so that's why the things like exist, like you know, shades mm-hmm. of grey and all that. But um, you don't ever want to like be on a side like the puritanical, um, just shutting down someone's right to like you know dress comfortably in their own skin. Like, maybe yeah. maybe you don't want to be on that side of an argument. Uh, <laughs> it's just oh, we could probably move away from that now because you know what, this is not yeah. probably the best conversation for two white dudes to be having. Like, but like. Just know that me and Lucas, we respect women and um, uh, want them to be able to have the ability to do whatever the fuck they feel like with their own bodies. Uh, yeah, 100%. And like people might have just noticed me on the video version chuckling a little bit. What That's because, Carl, I've got something that we may be qualified a bit more to talk about. Which is? Uh, it was the... I meant to bring this up last week, but we got sidetracked. Okay. It was that Joe Rogan... Uh, claimed that soon straight white men won't be allowed to talk anymore because of, like, wokeness. Like, Joe, my favourite thing about that is he's saying that on the literal most subscribed to podcast on Spotify. I'm being silenced, says the most listened to man ever. It's like, for for real. Yeah, and something similar happened. I forget who it was now, like, some weird, like, right-wing shit stirrer. Um, went mm. on Twitter to complain about the fact they've been cancelled because the speech they were going to get they've been banned from a flight or something like that for being a shitbird and right. that, and it's just that thing of they're announcing on Twitter mm-hmm. that I have been cancelled and my ideas are not allowed to like permeate through the um, the social media ecosystem yeah and there's zero self awareness oh god and um, I think I found like the little quote here if mm-hmm. you want to hear it. I don't really want to hear it now. So I guess D- that means... You don't Joe- want to hear it? I guess that means Joe Rogan's been silenced because he's just a fucking moron. <laughs> but the, the essential part was, like, people are getting so woke that soon all of us white men that are just talking real talk like Joe Rogan likes to talk is, like, no, we're like all going being, to be cancelled and shut down because we like have opinions. Anti-vax- like being an anti-vaxxer. 
and it's like really man like you're sitting as you said like as we said like uh the most listened to podcast on all of spotify zero paid him 50 million to continue talking uncensored on their platform yeah and he's like i'm gonna get cancelled soon because of wokeness it's like man who's paid $50 million to speak on the most subscribed to podcast on Spotify um, complains about the fact that no one wants to listen to him. Uh, someone says here, like, Markiplier might have nudged him out of the number one spot on Good. Spotify. Either way, like, he's in he's in the top echelon yeah. of most listened to uh, people on Spotify. And, like, wokeness is referring to just people like learning to just kind of you know call people out for shit basically oddly enough there was another thing i noticed about that so we just quickly speaking of like you know joe rogan there's a much better person with the like the last name rogan who had um the exact opposite response to this so seth rogan okay recently appeared on i believe it's let's double check here good morning britain oh right and the question of cancel culture and wokeness was breached Mm -hmm. or was broached and joe uh, not joe rogan seth rogan said um, and I, I, you know, in part, there are certain jokes that for sure have not aged well, but that's the nature of comedy. I think conceptually, like in regards to his own movies and jokes aging poorly, mm-hmm. uh, conceptually, those movies are sound. I think there's a reason they've lasted for as long as, uh, as long as they have and that people are still watching them today. Jokes are not things that are necessarily built to last. To me, when I see comedians complaining about this kind of thing, I don't understand what they're complaining about. If you made a joke that's aged terribly, accept it. And if you don't think it's aged terribly, then say that. Okay. So basically, he's just like, look, if you're being called out for making shit jokes, maybe you've just made a shit joke. Yeah, and he's, uh, again, acknowledging the fact that back in the the time that those jokes were made, they were at least, like, more acceptable than than what they are now. And he's, yeah. uh, you know, from the sounds of it, going, Reflecting I put my hands it. up and say some of those, they don't age well. And you know what? Fair enough. But I, oh, again, yeah. I, I think... He, he hits a good point of uh, on a top conceptual level those movies hold up still but then some of the actual jokes that they make they probably wouldn't make anymore yeah and like you know what it's not you being cancelled to say that and then he, he continues later in the interview mm-hmm. um in response to um people being um, cancelled on twitter Okay. For yeah. making offensive jokes. And he says, I was never a comedian that made jokes that were truly designed to target groups that were subjugated in some way. Have we done that without realizing it? Definitely. And those things in our movies are out there. And they're things I am not, uh, that I am more than happy to say have not aged well. Like, you know, own up to his own mistakes. But in my Twitter, I never made a joke that's outwardly horrific in some way. And if you have, I would question why you did that. Saying terrible things is bad. So if you said something terrible, then it's something you should confront in some way, shape, or form. I don't think that's cancel culture, that you're, you saying something terrible, if that's what you've done. <laughs> and it's just like, that's all you need to say, isn't it? It's like, it's not you being cancelled. You said something shitty that people don't like, and you're being held accountable for it. And if you don't think it's shitty, you're more than welcome to say, I don't, I disagree with you. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but... Uh, like I think he's uh, he's pretty spot on there. I can't add much to that, but yeah, That's there isn't um, much to say. But I just thought it was like a really yeah. um, good segue from Joe Rogan screaming about I can't say anything, and there's another guy with the same last name. We went, look, if you say some shit and people call you out for it, fucking own it, mate. Yeah, and I don't even think that Joe Rogan has specifically been called out for anything. I do. I don't think he's been like responsive for- to a criticism. Never. No, he always doubles down. 
He's just decided, I really don't like the fact that some people are call- get called out for their bullshit. I think I've done enough bullshit that one day I might get called out for it's, it. Yeah, it's, it's whenever you see um, stuff like uh, men, because again, it's always men, um, when they see people getting called out for like, you know, sexual harassment and stuff like that, mm-hmm. going, come on, we've just been too hard on these people. It's like, I always look at that and just side eye and go, what have you done? Yeah, yeah. why are you, you defending this? Like, what have you done where you're worried that? It's like, in a just world, no one should care about someone getting called out for being a creepy sex pest or just a huge piece of shit. Mm-hmm. But as you say, like, when, when somebody does defend that, I go, whoa, 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 I think we're being a bit harsh here. It's like, You're being a bit quick to judge this person now, are you? Mm, yeah, what are you hiding? Mm. And obviously, maybe that's not a fair way of looking at it, but at the same time, now, fuck them. People, like, devil's advocate, man. I can't mm. stand it. There's no worse. Or like the contrarian. So like, oh, I'm just asking questions, guys. It's like, no, you're just being a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously, if it's a, a genuine discussion, I, I don't mind a devil argument. But when it's like this type of discussion of, oh, no, somebody turned out to be awful person. And they're like, whoa, 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 let's calm down. Let's not judge them too fast. It's like, no, no. The, it's been proven they are a horrible bastard. Like, oh. kill them. Not kill them, obviously, but I, like give them some kill, kill, uh, kill any discussion that they're a part of because they exactly. don't like you forfeit your right to um, uh, um, like speak in the public sphere with any sort of authority and have people. I'm definitely to not condoning the death sentence. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, no, just like kill like, yeah. any discussion about it. Like, there's no point having that discussion. It's not a discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's just no. It's just a simple case of morality. Oh God. And yeah, uh, that's weird, though, because I thought the thing you were going to bring up is the other thing you me- we were going to mention last week and then forgot. Yeah, Cause, cause because there was something else. There was something else you mentioned, and I was con- I was a bit thrown off by that. So can we bring that up? Because you mentioned it to me after the- we'd finished recording last week's podcast, and I went, oh, no, I wish we talked about that. Yeah, so I, I, hope I, know what I, talking about. I had two things lined up. Yes. I just figured that, you know... Uh, white men being cancelled was a good jumping off point. But yeah, I, I do. Have... I, Lucas, I, I can't tell you the amount of times I've gone on Twitter and it's just been just there's been no white people giving their opinion. <laughs> I can't tell you like, every time an issue happens and like you know I see the discussion about it online. I always think I wish there were more white people here giving their opinion on this, oh, especially no. white men. I wish and it's like that's it's like just. Other people are allowed to be part of this discussion. <laughs> Them being a part of it is like, oh, that quote about, what is it now? It's like, when you've had all the power, um, equality feels like oppression. Like, that's never been more accurate, has it? That's a good one, yeah. yeah not heard that, oh, I, I don't remember hearing that in the past. I forget who it was who said it, but it was like, there's been many variations. But it's like, when you've, like, and it speaks to, like, it's speaking truth to power of, like, just white men who just constantly had Basically, like everyone listens to them, like that Homer Simpson's line, isn't it? Of, uh, um, I'm a white male, age thirty to um, age thirty to forty five. Everybody listens to me, <laughs> no matter how dumb my ideas are. As he pour, as he gets like beer nuts, and it's nuts with beer in them, or something like that. It's like, oh god, <sighs> or gummy uh, so nuts. That's it. I'm trying to find the exact this. quote. Yes, because I this actually had a discussion. I I've been not thinking about it all the time, but when we had the discussion, I'm like, I wish we'd had a chance to talk about that. Yeah, so we will get a chance to talk about it. I just need to... Uh, did I fight. send you the tweet? You didn't know you described it to me, though. I described it to you. After okay. the fight, yeah. Because I'm like... I've, I've sent the tweet a little while ago now, and I'm just trying to find it. Just You try to save it, yeah, to keep an eye on it. But uh, Yeah, um, 
Like Joe Rogan continues to be an asshole. And he's like, like, fuck him and fuck his giant square head. Like his head is so fucking massive. All he do- you can just tell he's one of those people all he does is fucking steroids. Because he's got such a <laughs> massive fat head. Oh, you found it yet, Lucas? Uh, no, but I will, that, I will. The worst bit as well, you won't be able to find it by Googling it because there's so many bad takes. This person has like, had so many legendarily bad takes that I'm not sure you'll be able to find the most recent horrible shitty take. I found it, Carl. I found it, don't Okay, worry. perfect. So Lucas, set the scene for us now. Uh, so this is like a couple of weeks back now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ninja, just, you know, out of the blue, as he fucking does. Yeah, at Ninja, known sayer of the N-word, Ninja. Known sayer of the N-word, Ninja, just decides to tweet out. So I'm in the middle of carrying a League of Legends game, about to close it out, and my brawless wife brings me a sandwich, in parentheses, not asked for, with chips as I get a double kill bot lane. So how is your day going? And it's a little gif of, like, Leonardo DiCaprio, um, like... Just smugly sipping a, a little uh, espresso. Yeah. And it's just... So, Lucas. Oh. My favourite thing about that, first of all, um, is that he puts getting a double kill in League of... Oh, the fact... No, he wanted to clarify that he was carrying in a game of League of Legends more than the fact um, his wife was doing something nice for him. Yeah. yeah. First he of all... to start like, out. By the way, I'm this really... is in the middle of me carrying my team in League like, of Legends. It's like, did you know I'm really good at video games? Like, well, you pay $50 million a year to play them, I'd expect so. But, like, the fact that in his head that's more impressive to people than having being in a committed relationship where the person wants to just do nice things for you. Yeah. And, you know, bless Ninja's wife, but I, I don't think he deserves that fucking sandwich and chips after that tweet. No. And the first and you can you can confirm this Lucas that when the the first thing I said in response to that when you mentioned it last week is um like oh god I had a bit to go with this but I'm not sure if my girlfriend wants to do it because she's in the other room right now we'll we, we see if she wants to do it also <laughs> <laughs> oh Carl's like well I think I have an Did idea bit last week we were do. the ninja thing with his missus you ready to do that right, let's see if we can try that okay <laughs> All right. So this is one of the things. So if people out there, if any guys out there wondering, like, oh, it was the it was his girlfriend. Oh, she was not wearing a bra for ninja. It's like no. Like Lucas, as someone who lives with a woman and has spent many much time with a woman, women mm-hmm. don't not wear bras for the titillation of their boyfriends, do they? No, they wear it because it's more. They don't wear bras because it's more comfortable to not wear bras. Yeah. For example, hey honey, yeah. are you wearing a bra right now? No. Why are you not wearing a bra? I'm at home. There we go. Uh, if people, uh, I didn't hear that. So I don't know if it picked up. Okay, well, what she said is no, and when I asked her why, she said because I'm at home. Yeah. <laughs> so we just shut the door now. Uh, thank you. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there we go, <laughs> and that is what cracked me up because the instant I heard that, I was like, well, his girlfriend's not wearing, or his wife. The reason she's not wearing a bra is because she's at home, and it's the middle of a pandemic, and she's got no reason to go out. But in his head, he's such a fucking child. He thinks it's for him. Either that, or he wants it to make it out that way to other people reading that tweet. Because he thinks that some of the weird men reading it think as little of women that he seems to think they do. So it's either he's a fucking moron who has never spoken to his wife (laughs) and doesn't understand that not everything a woman does is for him, Mm -hmm. or 
he thinks his audience is full of men like that. I don't know which one's sadder. Yeah, I really don't. <laughs> it's just God, like I yeah, I've never ever like spoken to a woman before and been like, uh, well, I mean, to be fair, I've never really turned around to a woman and go, "Why don't you wear bras?" But Dude, it is. It, it's like when men see women and they're not wearing makeup and they get mad because the woman doesn't look as nice as they think they would if they wore makeup. Or what don't you men who tell women to smile more because they think it'd look nicer. Yeah. And it's like, well, Oddly enough, mate, I don't live to make you happy. I'm living my own fucking life. I've, like, you know, I'm a person with agency, and they can't get that in their head. No, and I was going to say, like, um, I, the, I've never actively asked, but these conversations just, you know, come up in in um, everyday life when you you're around regular people. But mm-hmm. yeah. Like, every time I've ever heard a woman discussing bras, it's not been like, oh, well, I took my bra off to, like, try and get the attention of my boyfriend or, oh, to try and, you know, tease a guy or do it for him. It's like, no, I took my bra off because it was fucking uncomfortable and I wanted to be comfortable. Yeah, and that's a conversation you can have with a woman because you're not a weird creep. That's the thing, like, (laughs) the fact that you've had that conversation with a woman means that the woman was comfortable enough with you to have that conversation and mm. know that you're not going to try and turn it sexual, which I guess more than um, like zero men would do, which is why it's so depressing. Yeah. And it's just that thing of like, the moment I heard you say that, I immediately went, well, he's a fucking idiot. His wife's not, not wearing a bra for him. She's doing it because she's at the house and she was trying to do something nice. And his first response is, how can I frame this to make me look better online? Yeah, and I remember the thing I was going to say. It is. It's um. Uh, if do you remember Lucas? My you can confirm that my immediate response when I heard you read this tweet out was, "Why doesn't he just post his a picture of his bank balance?" <laughs> I do remember you saying uh, that. If all if he just wants people to know how big his dick is, just post a picture of his bank balance. Mm. It'd be easier than like post nice. It's just sad because it's breaking it down as well, isn't it? Like, not only is it well, ha ha ha. My wife brought me um, a sandwich and chips without asking, how's your day going as well? Like the, the smug little gif. It's not just that. It's like, well, my brawless wife yeah, that's what to come f- in and bring it to. But then not only that, it's like, oh, my brawless wife did it while I was getting a double kill. And I was carrying a game. And it's like, for what? how many levels of, like, dunking on 13-year-olds reading your tweets do you want? Like, come on, man. It's the same vein as those people on, like, forums or, like, Twitter who say, like, aha, you're the real loser. I'm actually getting a blowjob from two women right now. Haha. And you look at it and go, okay, mate. If yeah. it makes you happy to ins- like, to imagine that that's what's happening right now, Sure. Sure, yeah. that's what's happening. And it's just, I can't get out of my head that his wife did something nice for him and he had to turn it into a creepy dunk on Twitter. Just post it's a picture just, of your bank balance. Like, how are you not satisfied at this point in your life? You got paid like $50 million to stream on a platform that existed for six months. You're going to fucked off and live the rest of your life happy. <laughs> As Instead, well. you have to tell us that your wife doesn't wear a bra at home. I like, don't... The thing is, that's something like all men in committed, like, you know, respectful, loving relationships know because, like, they're not comfortable. <laughs> Which is something you'll know if you talk to a woman and have a conversation normally, with them. Yeah. yeah. I'm just perplexed by... 
the need of that man to continue to try and just gratify himself online. It's um, just bizarre. Well, I, that's the funny thing, though, because when you mentioned that, I thought you were going to mention the tweet that you put out of, like, I'm not playing Fortnite anymore because people keep stream sniping me. <laughs> and it's something like, I'm so tired of sad acts who play Fortnite 16 hours a day. Um... Uh, um, beating me on Fortnite. And it's like, wait, how, do you, how did you get famous again? Yeah. Isn't and it... also, as we've said in the past, for the money that he earns, I would just go, you know what? Fucking stream snipe me. Yeah. I'd, go for it. I would specifically just go on Twitch and just say, here's the game I'm in. I'll stand there in front of the screen. You could just you know snipe what? me. You from sub across. to me and I'll let you stream snipe me. Yeah, go, I'll, I'll just stand there and let you shoot me from across the map so you can get like your link, your clip for Twitch of like I snipe <laughs> ninja. There you go. It's, it reminds me a little bit of um, the idea of cameo. Um, this is going somewhere this week. Um, I've, I have I forgot not, what cameo was for a it's second. It's the one where like, you know, record messages for people. Um, like Many celebrities do it and like it's been really popular during lockdown because a lot of people mm-hmm. have not been able to work and then OnlyFans and other things of that nature. And I'm not adverse to things like OnlyFans or cameo. It's just that I can't be asked. I, I value my time and my free time spent like you know, not interacting with like the, the wider community that I've built more mm-hmm. than I value the potential money I could earn, say doing something like cameo or OnlyFans. And... Um, uh, a conversation I think I had like, in part with like one of those weird people who gets angry at me is um, you you wouldn't be able to do that because like you you don't like interacting with your community. It's like well, as much as like you know no one really likes having their free time interrupted. But if someone wants to pay me a tenner to call me a prick, I'd do that. <laughs> so that's the one, isn't it? It's like um, like blocking people on Twitter and Twitch and stuff. I've mm-hmm. like uh, yeah because that's my free time. When I'm scrolling on Twitter, I'm not being paid to do it. And if I'm not being paid to do it, I'm not fucking going to sit there for the hassle that I'm going to have yeah. to deal with. It's like you know, when you're working. So when I was working at a restaurant and being paid, and a customer was giving me shit, I'll stand there and smile all day because I know I'm being paid. Mm-hmm. And it gets to a point where if they yell too much, eventually, like you know, the money I'm being paid is not worth it, and I'll walk off. Of course, yeah. And it's the same thing, but because I'm like you know social media, I'm not being paid. So if I'm not being paid, I'm not dealing with this shit. But with something like cameo, if one of those sad acts out there who just wants to yell at me wants to pay me. 20 quid to call me a prick. I'll do it. And it, it's like bizarre to me, though, that you hear stories of celebrities, especially, as you say, during lockdown where they're not working, mm-hmm. um, who went on to Cameo and then got inundated with requests, getting paid for mm-hmm. a 30-second video message and then started not doing them. And it's like, but you've got nothing to do right now. Like, say you're, you know, an actor and you're in the start of lockdown when mm-hmm. no filming was happening. And people are like, here's 100 quid for you to send a 30-second video message back to me. Yeah. And they're going... That's, ah. that, that sums it up. That sums it up. Like, it gets to a point where your time is worth more than the money. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's like for me. That's why I, like, um, I've mentioned multiple times before. I, I will, at some point, when the channel starts to decline, I'm going to get like, fuck it, I'm getting a cameo, I'm getting an OnlyFans, I'm going to do all that bollocks. <laughs> but at the time, as as of right now, like, my time is worth more. I'd rather have the free time than I would uh, the extra money I could potentially earn doing that. Mm-hmm. And that might change when the channel's not earning as much money, for example. But I, I love that so much, of just people like equating in their head Blocking someone on Twitter or Twitch or social media, and then someone be paid. I've been paid to do it. I'll sit there mm-hmm. all day. Yeah, I, I, you know, sit there and 
just earn a hundred quid an hour or whatever taking shit from people. But yeah, if you're gonna sit there and go, well, fuck you on Twitter. It's like, well, I'm not getting paid for this. So. Yeah, just block done. So I've had it before. I don't. I don't have to have, as you say, my free time just ruined with people giving me shit for no reason. Yeah, like one of the things I'll do very occasionally, um, Joe, when people just go off on one and just seemingly get very, very upset at me for whatever mm-hmm. reason, I will just say, like, my DMs are open, like, send me a message. If you really, really want to talk to me that much, my DMs are open. Yeah. Try and talk to me. And I've only ever had one person take me up on that. And despite the fact they just had a direct line to me, mm. um, I think it was about, like, blocking people on Twitter or something like that. And they were just like... they broke down why they didn't like it but they refused to be honest with me oh right yeah. because i knew it was someone who'd made multiple accounts to harass me it's like no it's not me i'm just a casual observer it's like no it's not you're using the same name and then i like screenshot the other abusive messages they sent from me from like earlier in the year and this is and clearly it was, like, somebody using the same specific profile picture yeah. and like same name and stuff yeah yeah like specifically doing that and i like told them, look you are contacting me you are talking to me directly this is the most immediate you will like response you will have mm-hmm. and i'm doing this out of like you know the fucking goodness of my heart because you bloody do not deserve like my time right now the very least you can do is be <laughs> honest with me and they just refuse to say it was the same person i'm like no 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 it's not me because it's clearly you no it's not why do you keep mentioning that it's not me and then i just like went look if you're not going to be honest, I don't really want to give you the time of day. And then suddenly exactly they... because you you've given them that platform to have a frank and honest discussion, and they don't clearly want to be honest with you still. Yeah, and like the way I put it to them is, look, I do not owe you this. So like, this is my t- my free time I'm using for this, and you're not giving mm. me anything from it. So I'm going to go now. And they made another account to. Uh, do you remember this one where it was? They made a second account with the same name. Say, oh, my brother was messing. They literally did. <laughs> my brother got on my account and messed. Like, oh, I know. I yeah. know it's you. And that's probably a bit I- messy. So I'm going to step back and explain where that comes from. There is a person who has, for about a year to two years now, um, just on and off, will send me abusive messages. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe they're one of the people who founded or they're very active on one of the many hate subreddits dedicated to me and the channel. And just every now and again, they'll just get a bee in their bonnet and decide, I hate Cal. Yeah. I know it's the same person because they use the same um, uh, name on all their social medias. And for someone who wants to, for anyone out there who's wondering, why do you care that much? Like The way they talk about me genuinely scares people that I know. Like My girlfriend is legitimately frightened that if this person lives in the UK, they will find me and kill me. Mm-hmm. And the way they talk, it's like they are on the cusp of like being on the news for for doing something very dangerous and as you might imagine i want to keep tabs on that person so i made a mental note of their handle and username Mm -hmm. and just every couple of months they'll come out of the woodwork and do that and then just one day i went fuck it i'm gonna talk to this person and it did not go well yeah because something is broken inside their head and they can't get through like they clearly have a vision of me or a version of me in their head that is a villain that they have decided like that is their focus that that's how they get through the day i imagine yeah and uh i i saw like a tweet that i found funny the other week of like mm-hmm. i am not responsible for the person that you build up in your head oh like, that's a really good way of putting it oh god who said that 
Like steel, that's really good. I will I will try to uh, just give credit to the person who tweeted it. So I'll like jump onto to my profile to give credit to this person. Yeah, that's a around. really, really good way of putting it. Like, I'm not responsible for the person you imagine that I am. Like for good uh, or bad. Yeah, th- this was uh, at Romanova on Twitter. It was Ooh. a reminder to those that applies. The version of me you created in your mind is not my responsibility. I was going to say, if you want to click her profile, is she the uh, fighting game commentator? I want to say I recognise uh, her name. Yes. Yeah. Oh, there we go. I was going to say... FC World Tour and MK11 commentator. Yeah, I was going to say like Small World, because I, I watch a lot of Mortal Kombat 11, so... Oh, fair. I, like, I recognise <laughs> that name. And yeah, that's such so, a yeah. good way of putting it, isn't it? It is, yeah. Of like, I'm not responsible for the person. And like, that applies both ways. Like, we just mentioned there's a guy who very clearly, like, has this image in their head of what I am like as a person, and mm-hmm. despite having a frank and honest conversation with me, cannot get past that. Like, even when I'm like, look, you are in my DM, like, I'm having a direct conversation with you, I'm being, and they just repeatedly accuse me of, you're lying, you're lying. You're like, why the fuck would I lie? What do I have to gain from, like, I don't know who you are? Just be yeah. honest with me and we'll work this out. No. I can't do it. And then in the same vein, like there's um, other people who think that um, like I'm their friend. And this is something we have to deal mm. with a lot, isn't it? Of just people being overly familiar. Yeah. Because and, they uh, watch the video. You actually had this appear in your Discord. I did, yes. Uh, I have a Discord now. You can find it in chat. You use like exclamation point Discord. Um, please don't be a penis in it. And it was just a dude was like, I think something like, we need a meme page in the Discord. I'm like, no. I, I don't really fancy having like having a meme page I, I don't find memes funny and i especially don't find secondhand memes funny mm-hmm. i'm not gonna do that and the guy just went oh dad and as long as i went don't fucking call me that you don't yeah. know who i am that's really weird don't do that and if they'd have left it at that that'd be fine mm-hmm. but they had to respond sorry i was joking it's like no i hate that response yeah so lucas because... thoughts on that response the the biggest issue I've got with that response is then you're turning it back around on the person for being offended. Like, mm-hmm. the moment it's like, oh, well, it was a joke. And it's like, I was an asshole, or I did something to make you uncomfortable, or whatever it is. Oh, I- I'm sorry, it was a joke, mate. And then that turns it around on the other person to then, oh, ah, uh, ha, ha, like, I-, I guess I have to treat this as a joke now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, 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 what you said made me uncomfortable. I'm allowed to feel uncomfortable. Like, don't just brush off my feelings or my opinions. Yeah. It's um it's always this it's a similar thing to like, oh, I'm sorry you got offended by that. Yeah, and it's one of those things that I it just it's a litmus test for like someone being a prick or being unable to like own their own mistakes. Mm-hmm. And as I said, if they'd have just left it at that, because I'm fine, like you make a mistake, but when someone's like, No, no, it's your fault. Essentially, it's your fault for reading what I said wrong. You should have just laughed at it. Whereas if you turn around and go, sorry, I shouldn't have said that. It's like, that's fine. But when it's like, sorry, mate, it was a joke. It's like, that's you just completely brushing off anything that you've done. Yeah, and you're not actually owning up to what you did. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, and that led to me, uh, that led to the tweet I made yesterday. Of, I love being a content creator because I can say something innocuous, like, please don't be a weird dick to me on my Discord. And someone will get very mad about that and argue about it in my mentions all evenings. Because that actually happened. A dude got really mad about that, about me banning this person. Like, oh, no, 
Like, you, oh, did someone then stop in to like defend this person? Yeah, of like you did it really harshly. Um, you're making them feel bad, even though I always block out the person's name. Mm. And it's like I did not respond. I responded to that person once, and they proceeded to spend the entire evening arguing with other people. And it's like, <sighs> yeah, it's it's completely proven the point of your tweet of that person then comes out the woodwork to spend all night in your mentions defending this person. Yeah. Oh, God. It's, it, you just, you can't write it, can you? You couldn't write it, no, because people would say it's too unrealistic for someone yeah. to be that ridiculous. It's like, oh, I'm going to spend all night in Carl's mentions on a tweet making a joke about the fact that you can part of something innocuous and have someone in your mentions all night. Now, my favourite one is um, people who get so... Um, I'll put something like that out, and they'll just go, "Oh, you're really like you've got really thin skin, or you're overly sensitive." And that goes back to that thing mm. of, like, look, you can think that, but at the same time, this is my social media. I don't want to see this shit. Yeah, blocked. And uh, it was that great tweet someone put out where it's um, it sums up that. Whenever that happens, when they get really mad, mm. and I think the way they sometimes is like LMAO, they block me. It's like, yes, I press the button to make the weird man disappear from my mentions, and I do it again. <laughs> And there's something magical to me about someone screaming in my mentions for an entire evening about me being thin-skinned and overreacting because they yeah. get blocked on Twitter. It's the same as um, we always make fun of like the people who are like, oh, millennials are such snowflakes, they get offended by anything, as they then continue on a tirade of getting offended by us just you know, Existing. making statements. Existing and- or just um, making it said, like statements of support for marginalized yeah. people. Yeah, it's like, oh, you know, um, I believe in trans rights. It's like, how dare you say that? Like, oh, why are you getting so offended for the trans people? Blah, blah, blah. And they'll spend all night on just a tirade then. You've set them off. Is that, yeah, okay, I'm the snowflake. Like, I? Clearly, I'm the one who's overreacting here. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what you do. And then what I do oh. is I get my braless girlfriend to make me a sandwich while I'm getting a double killing league. And I'm like, my life's all right in it. Yeah, but make sure you mention that you carry on the team as well. <laughs> you know what, though? During the, in that vein, you know, let's mix things up a little bit now. Like, what is okay. the most just my life is pretty good moment have you had recently? Now, have you had just one of those moments where you just sat there and you go, you know what, my life's all right? Because uh... I think I had that, like, it was a couple of weeks ago where um, I think I just got, it was... Just like one of those unseasonably warm days we had recently. Mm-hmm. I had one of those, and I've got like a big balcony window. So I opened that all the way up. And like me and my girlfriend, we just had like a really nice meal or something like that. I've been out for a jog. I've been to the gym in the morning. So I felt like really refreshed and really It's like seven o'clock in the evening. I'd done all my work for the day, and I was going through everything that I'd done. I'm like, yeah, I did like three videos. I wrote an article, been to the gym, eat some food. It's really nice. And I just got a beer and I sat down and looked at that window. My life's all right right now. And. I, I failed to mention like one specific Ooh. thing because um, I have that moment most days now. Okay, like, just when you just sit down at the end of the day. I I like today, for example, just before work is just <laughs> like because obviously today I generally spend the daytime of a Wednesday relaxing because we we'll record the podcast. Then I'll edit the podcast. Then I, we stream for a couple of hours. Then I make sure like. The podcast goes up on like scheduled on time and goes up on my YouTube edited and yes. stuff like that. So generally, the night time is quite busy, and I just like chill out, have some food, watch a bit of TV, or play some games, walk Cade, have a chill day. And like today, I was just walking out with Cade and was like, 
been a really chill day and then my night's going to be like Play talking to my Nate and playing some games and this is a lot better than when I was like fucking just working my ass off 10 hour days at Nando's getting screamed at by people for chicken. Yeah, it's, it's just every now and again it's just like, I like to take those just like a few seconds ago. Life's not bad, is it? And I never feel like, you know, tweeting that out like, you know, some people do. No, like, I, even <laughs> at this point when you've directly asked me, like, it's like you don't want to I it, still do feel a little bit guilty because I know that, yeah, well, like, we, for the most part, have it pretty easy now. And I know a lot of people don't. And I don't like to shove that in other people's faces. Yeah. And it's and, uh, yeah. it's it's difficult, isn't it? Like you've got it's a fine line to walk, and um, mm-hmm. like it was. I think recently I went to the the park with the missus, and we went to see some baby animals. And I saw some baby, and that was a nice day because I got to see some baby animals. We saw goslings. Oh no! Nice. So baby yeah. little baby little baby geese, but yeah. then the the mama geese was there, <laughs> and she was having no foot. But like with me and my girlfriend are there, like trying to reach through the bars as this goose is hissing. But to try and pet the gosling when, like, we're throwing like oats at the goose, but <laughs> like, then the gosling's we're safe. We're safe. It's fine. And that was like just like half an hour of us like throwing oats through a fence to try and lure geese towards us. So you know what? Well, Life can't be too bad if you spend it all throwing some oats at some geese. Yeah, that's the thing. Is you know, I'm not super rich or anything like that. But at the end of the day, I'm just like, we're not hard done by you know we get by fine and like i've got a, a lovely girlfriend i've got a lovely little puppy we're, we're admittedly renting a house it would be ideal to have you know own my own place but you know what like life's all right yeah it's, such like, a... it's nice to just be able to sit there and appreciate that it's such a british thing isn't it if you know what things could be worse <laughs> things could <laughs> that's be that's the way I like, I like how you mentioned that where like when it comes down to a British person having a good day, it's not because things are really good. It's because things could be worse. Yeah, that's such yeah. a British thing, isn't it? It's like, you know what? Life could be worse. And that's what, like, you know, gives you the reassurance that you're having a good day. But that, to me, is a lot better a way to look at things. Of like, yeah. Rather than waiting for really good things to happen to have to go like, yeah, like, today's a really good day. It's just, well, today isn't a shit day. And every day that isn't a shit day is a good day. That's a pretty good way of looking at it. You know what, Lucas? Pull out yeah. a t-shirt and sell it. <laughs> every day that's not a shit day is a pretty good day. Yeah. <laughs> it's so British. It's so British. It really is. Oh, speaking of like, you know, shit days uh, and just knowing that I'm getting older now, um, something mm. happened to me that's never happened before. And it was I was oh, just okay. exercising in my house and I just felt a click. Just in my, in my back here. Just right in my back there. And I'm on the floor, I was just doing leg raises or something, I think, and I heard a click. And I couldn't sit up. Just couldn't move. And I, just, and I just thought, oh no, click, like, you know, something's just, I must have just like pulled something, twanged. I'll get a few seconds. So I, I wait a few seconds, I try to sit up. And do you know that thing where you're trying to sit up and you know that you, in your head you are trying, you're trying so hard, mm. and I just didn't move. Yeah. I was just like, I, I know I'm trying to sit up, but my body's just not letting me. Mm-hmm. And I lied there for a good thirty seconds. I was like, "This oh, might God. be it." Th- and those might... thirty seconds, I imagine, will like an eternity. Yeah, it's like this might be the rest of my life, just lying on this floor because <laughs> I can't see a situation I'm moving. Like it was an entire day. I lost an entire day because I just could not move. Mm-hmm. Not for, I moved from the floor, obviously, but like my, I just, I went, "Wow, this is this is what it's like to get older." Yeah, just every now and again, your body's like, you know what, fuck you. My last thing is, like, uh, as I mentioned at the start of this podcast, of like, I decided 
I can build a barbecue by myself. It's fine. <laughs> and then today I'm just like, oh, my back. Like it's it's not like I can't walk or anything, mm-hmm. but I'm in a significant amount of pain. Like when I'm moving about, and I'm just like, maybe I shouldn't have done. That. Maybe I should have asked for assistance. But you know, like, you, Lucas, you don't everything. think to yourself like, well, because you know I'm nearly thirty now, and I'm just like, fuck it, yeah, I'm I'm still eighteen. I can just ha- hammer that out in half an hour. It's like, no, you can't. It's like um, I'm not sure if you've had this, but like Joe, you drink now. And just you get those two day hangovers. Do you do you get two day hangovers yet? No, I think I'm at that point, like for the most part, where the, I mean, the last time I was really out of it, you were there, where I got sent home on a night out, mm-hmm. like before midnight, because just shots happened and I died. Yeah, that was, um, like, that was like four years ago now. That was that was years ago. That was the last time I was like out of it because, like, I've just generally found that. I know my limits quite well now, so oh, okay. unless something like that happens where, oh, it's my birthday and a bunch of people bought me shots in the space of ten minutes, like I'm, I'm pretty good with just knowing when to not be hungover. Ah, okay. So it's it's more just like you know just the uh, just the inevitable just creeping up of the grave just on on mm-hmm. your bones. Because as some of my friends said to me, I just didn't believe until I did it. You know, you know what getting older is, Carl, and what is it? It's making this noise when you sit down. No, no, no. That noise. <laughs> you know, that's the noise that means you're getting on. No, it isn't. And then it's like, if I want to say a couple of days later, I sat down with a cup of tea. And then, do you know the thing we sing? Like, oh, and I went, oh, and I went, no, I did it. No, I made the noise. I made the noise. That means I'm getting old. Because you can't just sit down. Like, you start thinking about, I, I can't just sit down now. Like, even now, mm-hmm. I'm sat, I'm, I still want to go, like, oh, i got to stretch out. Like, uh, 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 and that's mm-hmm. it. So that, for people who want to know, that's what being 30 is. Being 30 is sitting down and making that noise. Yeah, I feel like being 30 is just, well, or, you know, as I say, like late 20s. I've just noticed, like, my back's a little bit weaker and my knees, my knees as well. Like, when I have to run, I can feel it a little bit more in my knees. And it's not anything massively significant. It's just like, you can feel it a little bit. It's like rust. It's just when, like, when you start to it's that little bit of rust. Like, do you know a kettle when it gets a little bit <laughs> of, uh, what is this, of lime scale on it? It still works. And you works. It and go, oh, in a couple of years, I'm going to have to get rid of that. Yeah. Just think of that, but it's your knees. Yeah. <laughs> just your knees. It's like, oh, no, not again. Oh, so, uh, but, oddly enough, though, like, you know, just, uh, speaking of feeling like shit, Lucas, you got the injection, didn't you? You're now, like, 50% vaccinated. Uh well yeah yeah I I've had my first jab obviously I'll the, it'll take a couple of weeks for that first one to, to take effect and then mm-hmm. I I have another jab booked in like eight weeks time now yeah oh what are you because I'm an AstraZeneca boy what are you on uh I'm Pfizer you're Pfizer fi- oh we've got to be enemies now so it's like Jesse like I'm I'm a little fancy lad apparently I'm not sure but uh yeah I'm just lucky in the sense of like. I have a few family members in the NHS and it was a case of look, you can get signed on to like extra appointments for when people don't show up. So mm-hmm. we got lucky enough to get on that way. Uh, so we did sneak on a bit early, but I mentioned ages ago that I had this opportunity when it first started rolling out. And yes. Then, then I felt bad because people at risk were the ones getting appointments now. It's just a bunch of 30-year-olds who can't be arsed showing up. Yeah. I'm like, well, fuck them. I'll I'll take that appointment if they're not going to show. And I was the same way. Where just the moment I got offered it, so I'm taking it. Mm. Do you know why? Because I want to go to the pub. 
<laughs> so, I uh, just want to go to the pub, and I'm tired of turning that down. I uh, yeah, I tweeted it out, and I liked your response of just like the gym just through the window, the window. <laughs> just soon, Lucas. Because that's the thing as well. I think I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago where it's like everything feels like it's coming together right now. Mm-hmm. Like for me, at least, anyway, it was like I got my vaccination, I moved to the office, um, I, I re-signed on my house, and like a bunch of stuff was happening like in my personal life in regards to like bills and stuff that I'd sorted out like months ago that were all finally coming to fruition. And then right. now it's like you got your injection, I believe, like, and then a couple of our other friends have also gotten theirs. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and okay, it's yeah, like soon, that. soon. And then the only person who's not got theirs is Nisha. Yeah. And I feel yeah. so bad for Nisha. Because she's the only one who's not been vaccinated. She's not even heard about it. Adam, her boyfriend, is fully vaccinated. And she's not even heard about the first one. Oh, really? Yeah, he's fully vaccinated. Is there an age difference between them or anything? No, it's only like a year or so. But it's because he works in um, retail. Ah, okay. So he was just able front at queue. Fair enough, but like... Yeah, I think I I would have been in the same situation of Nisha if I didn't get lucky and have that connection, but... Yeah, that's because that's what I was sitting there going of like, well, I've not heard a thing, and you were asking me that. Have you, you know, any updates? It's like, nope, literally nope. just you are sat there in the dark, have no clue what's going on, and it's just wait for the text one day. And like when you've got yours, it was just like, come here tomorrow. Yeah, if I'd not ordered a pizza that um, evening, I would have not known that I was like um, saying I would be one of the people who would you would have gotten my jab. Mm-hmm. And oh. um. It baffles me how many people seemingly miss it, and um, it's almost like maybe they should have just done it better. <laughs> it's yeah, so like, shit. Literally, as I was leaving, I saw like a, a woman stand outside that pacing, and I was leaving. And then, as I left, uh, the man she was with walks out and go, "No, we were meant to come here yesterday. Kid can't do anything for us now. Got to go back on the list." And I was like, "How are you just like that?" Like, you're aware that you've got an appointment, but you fucked it up and got the wrong date. Like, yeah. it's the one thing you need to worry about in life right now. It's like, yeah. go get your vaccine. It's the thing is, you just, I don't get it. I don't get how it's been handled as poorly as it was until I saw the headline earlier this evening. It's a, mm. it's a currently developing news story about just the thing happening in Parliament right now. Just the, basically just the government having to explain why the COVID handling was such a like clusterfuck. And did you see the oh, news right. about Boris Johnson? Uh, no, I, I generally okay. like over lockdown. I've paid less and less attention to the news. Uh, well, this is a good story. Looks well. Boris Johnson, um, according to a report from is it that um, Alistair Cummings? That not bad because he's now trying I mean, to save all knobheads, But yeah. yeah, he's trying to save his own skin now. It's like Boris Johnson wanting to get injected with COVID on live TV to prove that COVID's not a big deal. And keep in mind, folks at home, that Boris Johnson later got COVID-19 and was hospitalised for like two fucking weeks. He nearly died from it. Yeah, literally nearly fucking died from COVID. And what makes that so funny is that is literally an Onion article. Because there's that famous Onion article of just the guy who's covered in sweat and it says, man locks himself in car to prove that babies and dogs are cowards. Like, it's that... (laughs) Yeah. Like, I am going to be injected with COVID to prove it's not a big deal, and he nearly fucking died. And yeah, like to clarify, he didn't do that, but that's what he, he wanted did, to do. And he did get COVID anyway. Yeah, because he was shaking hands with people with the virus, and it's like it's not a big deal. And then got yeah. it because the amount of politicians, not just in the UK, but 
the amount of politicians that are adamant, like, no, no, I'm going to be a big man and still shake everybody's hand and it's not a big deal. And that all of them got fucking COVID. It's like, well, yeah, that's what happens when you walk around shaking everyone's hand in a pandemic. Yeah, especially when they're just coughing all over it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's farcical. Mm-hmm. And as well, the idea, like, it's, it's a funny story. It's funny because he's a knobhead and I don't care if he gets hurt. But yeah, it's yeah. simultaneously terrifying that he was willing to risk his own health. Because presumably he knew that there was a risk, but in his head it was a calculated risk of if I'm one of, say, like the 80 or so, 80% of people who are fine, I can use that as justification to open up the country and send my own citizens into a meat grinder to keep the economy open. Because that's basically the risk he wanted to take in his head, isn't it? It is, and um, there's also that quote that went around like a little while back that, that obviously he disputes saying, um, I will let thousands of people die before we have another lockdown. Yeah, pile like, up. I will let the bodies pile up, I think was the quote. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, 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 of course I didn't say that. I didn't say that. It's like, Mate, that sounds like something you would fucking say. It sounds like something a Tory would say. Especially Boris Johnson, but yeah, just, yeah. Just, just Tories in general. It definitely sounds like something a Tory would say. And um, speaking like, I remember one of my fondest memories from university um, is when for a night out once, I think it was like the Liberal Democrat parties or something like that. Um, oh, okay. At, at the university, you had like the political parties at university where it's like join and then like no one ever did. Oh, but, but they still right, had, yeah, and yeah. I think it was like them or the Labour group at uni handed out t-shirts that just said never kiss a Tory <laughs> and the best part is because like so many people just wore those t-shirts and the, there was like the tiny little conservative group in for, for context like I, I was went to Sheffield Hallam University so a predominantly mm. a, a deeply northern university near exclusively um, uh, filled with northern people from northern families, many of which are from working class backgrounds, none of which like the Tories. And there's this tiny holdout of like 40 people who were like, you can't do it, that's not fair. It's like, no, fuck you. And yeah, like, I think at the time that I moved, it was like the, because at the time I started uni, it was like the Lib Dem Coalition. And yes. Nick Clegg was Nick like Clegg. the MP of Sheffield Hallam, wasn't he, or something? Oh man, Nick Clegg, what a fucking knobhead. Never tell you, a friend of mine got a chance to interview him, and during the meeting, they just had like a, a photographer in the background mm. and just took photos of him during the thing. And they ha- got a load of photos of him like midway through a conversation. So, you know, like those ones where he's halfway through talking, they just, and he just yeah. got them and he just had them on his phone. <laughs> just every now and again, he just post them on Twitter of just like Nick Clegg just halfway through a conversation or like drinking a cup of tea with his like mouth half open. Oh, did you see, uh, as well, like I didn't. Didn't see this through the news, but I, I say like I generally stay away from like the BBC right now because mm-hmm. our country's a shithole and even worse during a pandemic. Yeah, but um, I did see the whole like is it Matt Hancock? Uh, he was like doing an interview on his jog today, and like he's like, yeah, yeah, anyone under thirty can, uh, anyone over thirty can get an appointment for a vaccine now, and just runs away <laughs> as they like try to ask him other conversations. They should have just, like, like a clip of him going, yeah, 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 like. Anyone can book an appointment and they're just sprinting down the street as photos are getting taken. I'm like, no. Never forget that Boris Johnson was midway through an interview and just walked into a fridge. <laughs> remember that one? This is a thing that happened, folks, at home. If you don't remember this or you're in America or something, Boris Johnson was being asked questions 
about COVID during the height. He was like, he's the prime minister, like mm. the leader, the figurehead of his entire party. And when he was being asked questions, he didn't want to answer. Just walked into a fridge and refused to come out. <laughs> you just look at it and go, oh. you couldn't I, I write that. I don't even know the context for the one I saw like a few weeks back. Of like, he walked out of a building, stood there, didn't say a word, and just walked back into the building in front of a bunch of press. Like, I don't even know what the context is, but I was like, that he seems just, about right. He just didn't want to talk to anyone. Yeah, that simple. He's like, I'm here. Bye. I, I have no logical answers for any of this shit going on. I'm gonna leave. It's like, I, I just don't want to talk to anybody. I, I'm just, but you're the Prime Minister. It's like, I just don't want to talk to anybody. It's not my job. It's like, you're the Prime Minister. He's a man that managed to become Prime Minister off the back of being a bumbling idiot. What the fuck did you all expect? <laughs> just he hid in a fridge. <laughs> it's, like, it's amazing. Like, what was the other one? Was it that, I think it is that Matt Hancock dude, isn't it? Like, not bad. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. he's just terrible in interviews because he just refuses mm-hmm. to answer. Like, there's something just in, innately frustrating about the politician's answer. I hate the idea that like, where it's just re- the refusal to commit to any specific answer. Yeah, and I'm like, just... well, you know, we're we're thinking about this later down the line. It's like, no, no, no. Like, what is your answer? Well, uh, we're we're thinking about this and this. And it's just constantly trying to spin the way out of an answer. And ever, ever committing to any single sentence. So they never get um, uh, called out on it later. And all mm. I can imagine is just that gif you see every now and again of the gorilla just spinning. It's just them. Do you know that one? I want to talk about that because I, I'm never going to have an opportunity to talk about it again. Like, why are gorillas so good at spinning? I don't know. God. Like, if people don't know, it's Google gorilla spinning. Gorillas are really good at it and I don't know why. Gorillas just, for some reason, they're innately gifted with the ability to stand on the spot and spin real fast as shown yeah. in the documentary super smash bros that's true that's true and i don't get and it i did see a video that was a, a an adorable gorilla video like the other week and it was just this is uh, you know whatever the gorilla's name was dk dk really likes tomatoes so dk walks upright without using his hands when he has tomatoes in his hand because he doesn't <laughs> want to crush them and he's just like walking along upright, like not using his arms at all because he doesn't want to crush these tomatoes in his like, hands. Animals are so fucking human. Like those things of like uh, like orangutans. I love mm. orangutan. One of my favorite stories about an animal is about Ken Allen the orangutan, which is a real story. It's like it's an orangutan called Ken Allen, and that's, that's a what, very very human yeah. That's why it's, it's so funny because he's called Ken Allen. And Ken Allen the orangutan would just escape from his cage. I want to find the article now about Ken Allen the orangutan. Okay. I fucking love <laughs> Ken Allen. I'm typing right now, folks. Oh, Ken that, Allen. Oh, I really right. want to know. So, uh, what do we name this one? So we've got like you know DK over there. We've got bananas over here. We've got like Chimpy over there. This one's Ken Allen. Yeah, so this is... I'm just going to read the Today I Found Out article about it it's fucking hilarious. So, possessing a fine mind for strategy, mechanically inclined with a true and loyal friends, and a fair amount of luck, the greatest zoo jailbreak artist of all time, Ken Allen, the El Chapo of orangutans. Born at San Diego Zoo in 1971, Ken's early life was marked by sadness when he was removed from his mother's care. Zuko was felt on the verge of smothering him to death. Named after two of his rescuers, Ken Willingham and Ben Allen, uh, after removal became a rather comfortable with humans who helped raise him. 
Uh, perhaps zookeepers could have anticipated Ken's later escapes, since even as a young adolescent, according to the San Diego Zoo, he would regularly unscrew the bolts in his cages at night, roam the nursery, and then return and put his cage back together in the morning. <laughs> That's the best part. The fact he puts the cage back together yes. so people... Are... Well, no one will know what's going on. No one will know that I've been doing this. Suspecting something was amiss, the zookeepers ultimately caught him at this, and his nightly fun was ended. As with many human teenagers, when Ken was 14, he decided to test his boundary in his first pen escape on June 13th, 1985, climbing up over the retaining wall of his enclosure. Friendly and confident, Ken reportedly calmly strolled along with patrons of the zoo, observing other animals before zookeepers learned of his escape. <laughs> so he just walked around the zoo. That'd be so good. You're just walking around the zoo. You look to your left and there's just an orangutan <laughs> just chilling. Although zoo officials feared Ken's escape would create a PR disaster, as he was so mild-mannered, the opposite happened and Ken ultimately became a folk hero to the point free Ken Allen t-shirts and bumper stickers began to appear. Not wanting a repeat performance, zoo officials beefed up security, including installing a large moat with a massive wall to keep the 250-pound orangutan in. However, just a few weeks later, on July 29th, 1985, Ken escaped again. <laughs> However, this time he used his time a bit more productively and went to the pen holding his arch enemy, an orangutan named Otis. When zookeepers arrived, they found Ken pelting the orangutan with rocks. <laughs> Oh, God. Ken got vicious. <laughs> just, just what happens when you turn up and it's just Ken throwing rocks at him? Uh, on August 13th, 1985, Ken called upon his ingenuity once again and found a branch of sufficient size and strength to use like a crowbar. Enlisting the help of one of his lady friends, an orangutan named Vicky, Ken instructed her on how to pry open the exit using the branch. Successful, Vicky freed both of them, and they were once again captured almost immediately. <laughs> After his third escape, Ken was moved for a time while zoo officials spent thousands of dollars investigating his enclosure, even hiring experienced rock climbers to find every finger, toe, and foothold in the enclosure. Further attempts were made to improve the design of his enclosure by attempting to watch Ken probe his pen for a potential escape spots. However, Ken soon seemed to figure out what his captors were trying to do and simply cease such attempts when zookeepers were watching. In response, <laughs> zookeepers had to resort to dressing up as tourists to clandestinely observe him. Finally, as a sort of general security improvement, zookeepers ran an electric fence wire along the top of the exterior wall of Ken's enclosure and turned it on. This prevented at least one escape attempt when Ken managed to make it to the top of his wall but was zapped and retreated back into his cage. Oh, Seemingly defeated, but au contraire, Ken had merely been biding his time. And two years later, he escaped when the most pump went offline, which dried up sufficiently for Ken to walk across and hoist himself up over again. <laughs> You know what I've got in my head right now? Just an image of him, like, figuring out where the pumps are mm -hmm. for the moat pump and then, like, a, a Finding Nemo-esque scene of, like, sending an orangutan yeah. into the pipes to, like, block it up and be like, send the rocket, shove the rocket, <laughs> like, jam so, up the moat. This time, according to reports, Ken didn't return so quietly, quietly as in previous escape. When the fuzz came to take him home, he took off, giving zookeepers a bit of a fright as he headed directly towards the lion pen. Oh, God. That potential crisis was averted when Zuki was able to catch him before he made it there. Seeking to distract him from his escape attempts and thinking that maybe he was a bit jealous of Otis, who lived with three lady orangutans, zookeepers put four females into Ken's cage, hoping to turn his wanderlust into lust. 
This completely backfired, however, as Ken recruited his new friends to join in his escapes. A few months later, two of his protégés, Jane and Kumang, found and transformed a five-foot-tall, a five-foot-long squeegee left behind in the pen into a tomb to once again scale the wall. Jane made it all the way to the flamingos before having to be tranquilized. <laughs> Kumang returned to the enclosure agreeably. This was the last of Ken's escapes. In total, the zoo had to spend approximately $45,000 to ensure that his enclosure was escape-proof. Oh, God. I love that, though. Just... Right, we gave him, like, a harem of orangutans to keep him distracted. No, you recruited them into the fucking mission. All you did is just give him more members of his fucking squad. Yeah. Oh, that was incredible. Just like, though, that story sticks with me, and I'll give, like, some props. That's today I found out. It's not one of my articles. That's uh, Melissa who wrote that one, and it's just the image of just the orangutan being, like, just chilling, like, yeah, I did it. <laughs> I, I, I just love, though, that they saw him running towards the lion enclosure, like, oh, shit, now. <laughs> with just rocks in hand ready to go, like, <laughs> It's like, uh, I think one of the, the biggest... Um, one of the most popular stories on the channel uh, that we unfortunately had to take down because it got copyright struck. We'll have to put it back up at another point. Is um, about Stoffel the Honey Badger. Were you there when we recorded Stoffel the Honey Badger? I don't think you so. You know what? No. Okay, then. So, for people, I guess, like, that's one of the videos that people always ask, like, where did it go? And it got taken out for a copyright infringement. And, like, we just don't want another company to make money off it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I guess I'll now do another live reading of that for Lucas, who's not. Familiar with Stoffel the Honey Badger. So, oh, God. Uh, so this is you know, our sporadically updated series of um, people and animals who do not give a fuck. We're talking, yeah, about, yeah. We're, we're talking about Stoffel. So for the first time, and I, it's weird I'm reading my own article, and I do that every day. <laughs> for the first time in our sporadically updated series, Detailing Adventures of People Who Were Born Without a Fuck-Producing Gland in Their Brain, the subject of the article today is an animal, specifically Stoffel the honey badger, who has been called an ambassador for his species due to the astonishingly blasé attitude and penchant for escaping his enclosure. A resident of the Moholoholo Holo uh, the Wildlife Rehabilitation Centre in South Africa, since the early 2000s, Stoffel quickly became the centre's most famous animal resident, when news of his various escapes made the news. In fact, the centre is so indebted to the publicity Stoffel generates that they've named the centre's tuck shop after him and even paid a graphic designer to design um, a logo with him on it. <laughs> so the, the the logo for the talk shot is just him. So Stoffel's journey to international notoriety began soon after he arrived in the centre when his handler noticed him just wandering around doing badger things when they positive they just locked him in his cage. Stoffel continued to mysteriously slip his enclosure and sometimes be found attacking random animals or eating oh, things in the kitchen of the talk shop now named in his honour. So, and as far as I'm aware, horny badgers are fucking vicious. They are one of the most vicious animals on earth, yeah. So on one occasion, Stoffel attacked a pride of lions housed nearby who were astonished <laughs> at the size of his tiny badger balls. They initially didn't know what to do. After a while, the lions got the upper hand and badly savaged the poor badger, something his handlers assumed would calm him down. However, instead, literally the first thing Stoffel did after getting out of Badger Hospital was a escape a second time to attack the lions again. See, I thought when you said, like, attacking animals, I thought it was like, right, this honey badger got into, you know, like, the red pandas. 
It's no. like attacking like a cute little red panda. It's like, no, he went straight for a fucking pride of lions. Twice. Like, I'll have you. After this escape attempt, the decision was made to move Stoffel to a better secured enclosure. Not to protect him from the lions, but to protect the lions from him. <laughs> to keep Stoffel company, a female honey badger was also put into his enclosure. The hope being that Stoffel would be too busy fucking to want to escape. Within hours, Stoffel and his new lady badger friend had escaped and were roaming the centre. It would later emerge that Stoffel had convinced the new badger to work with him and escape the enclosure together. And like she stood on his back and then opened up the the little thing to get him out. So what we've learned is just if an animal wants to escape, it doesn't matter how much sex you offer them. It's like they will escape. They will. Frustrated, Stoffel's handler built an entirely new enclosure from scratch at considerable expense, custom designed to house a single animal. Stoffel. This new enclosure was basically a giant concrete basin devoid of any features, save for a few trees and assorted toys to keep Stoffel mentally stimulated. Again, within a couple of hours, Stoffel had escaped. This time by climbing to the top of one of the trees near the edge of the enclosure and leaping to freedom. A few out, um, starting to get annoyed, Stoffel's handlers cut all the trees down, and a few hours later, Stoffel escaped again. <laughs> <laughs> this time by piling up all the rocks in his enclosure um, towards the edge and then climbing over them. Oh my god. In a fit of frustration, his handlers scoured his enclosure and removed every twig and rock until it resembled a concrete bowl with a badger in it. Later that night, the handler was awoken to the sound of someone breaking into his house. That someone oh was god. Stoffel. So the badger broke into his house. <laughs> Found out where they fucking live. Yeah. Like, give me back my rocks. They never found out. How, like, that's the thing. He was like, how did he do it? And it turns out that what he did was he rolled up dirt into a giant ball and then climbed on top of the ball and then got out. Yeah, so he says here, oh. yeah, so he says here, so, yep, Stoffel broke out of an escape-proof enclosure and then broke into his handler's house. So not only did he escape from an enclosure, he broke into a lot, through a locked door. And when his handler went to inspect Stoffel's enclosure, he found that the wily badger had dug up a bunch of dirt, rolled it into a ball, and used it as a step to help him escape. At this point, he was forced to admit that nothing could hold Stoffel, and decided it'd be easier for everyone to just keep a close eye on him. Um, a few yeah. hours after this conversation took place, Stoffel escaped again um, by stealing a rake, parkouring it to the corner of his enclosure, and then climbing up it. And I ended it with a joke. At this point, it's no surprise to end up naming the section after Shuffle. He walks around the place like he fucking owned it anyway. <laughs> and I'm going to try now, see if I can send on Discord just, like, the GIF. I'm hoping I can send this GIF now that you'll be able to see. Oh, no, it's a PNG. Damn it. I can't get the GIF. Can I Can I get the GIF? Can I get, like, the, the GIF of this? It's, um, oh, oh, God. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, yeah, it's no. just just the image of like just this blur of a badger. Okay, so I'll send you like the gif if you want to click. There we go. Oh, that's showing up now. And just look at how fucking like technical this badger is. Oh my god! So describe what you see in Lucas. Because when I say he parkours a rake into the corner of the thing, he fucking parkours that rake. So yeah, he he gets this rake. He lifts it onto the top of his neck, then like rotates it around grabs it with his little arms or legs and then just shoves it up into the corner and actually props it up against the corner. And then climbs up it to escape. And climbs up it, yeah. Because I think they just left it in. They, they didn't realise, oh, he's a badger. Well, what's a badger going to do with a rake? It's like, he's going to use it to escape and go attack some lions. <laughs> like, that's the thing, isn't it? At that point, would you not have learned that he will roll up his dirt to like clump up a little ball and escape using that, 
Of course, he's going to use a rake to his advantage. And like, just those stories are incredible to me. Yeah, like yeah. the Ken Allen one is amazing. Just Ken Allen, because he's called Ken. It's Ken Allen, the like the fucking orangutan. Ken Allen sounds like a character on fucking EastEnders. Yeah, like, I want to see like <laughs> Phil Mitchell versus Ken Allen. Oh God! Like, I want the EastEnders cinematic universe, man. It's great. <laughs> Have you seen as well? There's that like campaign that goes around every few years to um, change the term for getting pissed to getting Phil Mitchell. No. <laughs> Because all he does is fucking just drink. It's great. Fair enough. Like Steve McFadden, man, I love him. He's a great actor because all he does is drink. Go to those student nights. Joe, they like meet a celebrity and it's like a really bad Oh, it's shit. like the Chuckle Brothers, yeah. Yeah, oh, it's Chuckle Brother now. Oh, shit, yeah. Oh, that's a rough one, is But like, he goes to them and there's just like that trend of like Steve McFadden just at student events because like students fucking love him. Which is fair, he's a legend. To be fair. Most students I know got into a fucking soap of some kind. Yeah, it was either Hollyoaks or EastEnders. Like, I'd always or watch like, like the Corrie East... or something like that. Yeah. yeah, the EastEnders omnibus. It's on a Sunday. Just watch oh, it. Oh yeah, I remember that just being on loop in my flat. Like every time I'd walk in to make a cup of coffee, it's just fucking EastEnders. Omnibus. Yeah, so like, that, like that's oh, how I got into horrible histories. Oh really? Yeah, it's like the reason I got really into it is because I'd watch it with my housemates like before mm. nights out. Like we'd get really drunk and watch it before nights out. Like we had oh, it on the okay. recorder, and like my housemate would get annoyed if I watched it before he came in. See, so we had for this me, I agreement. got into um, what's it called Jezza, Jeremy Kyle, is it? Oh, Jeremy Kyle's so good. Yeah, that that was. I didn't really pay attention to it until I went to halls and just yeah, that was on loop, just constantly in the flat. And then we'd sit there. And I'll really get into these Jeremy Kyle discussions. Do you ever play like the Jeremy Kyle drinking game? Yeah. yeah. Where it's like if Jeremy <laughs> Kyle sits on that step, it's like, oh, you got to think he's drinking while he's on the step. When, when Gareth comes out. Graham. When Graham, Graham, when Graham, Graham yeah. comes out, you got to down your drink. <laughs> it's so fucking good. Oh, well, you know what? I feel like a, a com- we've had a conversation about Stoffel the Honey Badger and Ken Allen the Orangutan. I don't know how we're going to top that. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to top a story about an orangutan escaping from his enclosure to pelt another orangutan with rocks. I don't think that can be top. That might be the greatest mental image of anything that we've ever conjured on this podcast. So, Lucas. So, thanks for listening to the last ever episode the last of the ever. podcast. Yeah, yeah. So, Lucas, do you have anything you'd like to plug before we head off? Uh, yeah, sure. I'll just do my usual plug. Uh, you can find me here on Twitch. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Legend of Canto, also on YouTube at Legend of Canto. Mm-hmm. And then you can find me on like Twitter and Instagram at Canto Legend underscore. Okay, you've got to mix it up a little. And then for me, the thing that I'm going to plug is um, is it Carl's Corner QA at gmail.com? Yeah, so hit us up with any like questions or any, you know, anything that y- you might find on like a podcast submitted. Uh, like question or like interesting thing to discuss or whatnot. Yeah. But yeah, Carl's Corner QA at gmail.com. And that's going to be next week's episode. And I believe ev- like then we're going to be putting those episodes onto the subscribe list. So we have we haven't been allowed onto like Spotify's subscription thing yet or anything. So for now we're just doing it as like the episode while Lucas can't record. Yeah, so we might as well uh, start, you know, find it. But we so. will be continuing those Q&A episodes afterwards, yes. Yeah, and so just send stuff to there if you want to, like, you have any, like, burning questions you need to ask us. And you know what? We can do the uh, the FAQ right now. Uh, my favourite video that I've ever done? I don't know. 
Um, mm-hmm. I, like Fact Fiend is my job at this point, so like watch the, your favorite day at work. Like we record on any given day, like three to four videos on a given day. So yeah. we, we have no real favorite video. Um, any articles that we want or any ideas that we want to turn into a video that we can't, no. Um, I, we have complete creative control over everything that goes on the channel. Um, if I want to record something and put it up, I can do that. As evidenced by the fact, um, I will just randomly record myself just in my front room. Like I'm on Smash Bros right now. Mm-hmm. Because we can all use the channels. Do you think of any other like FA frequently asked questions that we get? Um, just generally right just like, you know, no uh, suggestions or anything like that. And yeah. no like asking if the, you know, we can like play a game with you on stream or anything like that as well. Yeah, any self-promotion or just um, uh, like, uh, have you seen? So if you're going to ask the question, like, have you seen? Chances are it's either yes or no. Mm. If you're going so to try a... and think of something that doesn't take three seconds to think of. Yeah, if you're going to be like, have you seen insert show? Maybe ask, what do you think of X moment in show or like shows mm. like this? Like, you know, yeah. um, try and just ask something that can you know, just um, devolve into a, a slightly deeper discussion or not. I'm not your boss. Or yeah, that's the thing is like, just do your best to think of something that isn't just going to be a yes or a no. Or just ask like 50 yes or no questions. We could do that, like, if, if you want to do, like, a quick fire instead. We can like, fart send that us podcast a few quick out. Fire round. We could fart yeah. that podcast out in five fucking minutes. <laughs> so that'll be going out next week. We'll record that later. And I don't think we're recording that live, will we? Or should we? Uh, or no, should... I presume not. Or should we record that live? Uh, we'll figure it out. Yeah, because then maybe we can, like, answer questions live, I guess. In case but then that takes like it defeats the, the object. You know what? That does defeat the object. That's the questions a ter- in advance. That's a yeah. terrible idea. Also, we're going to be live again. In-